Welcome to Travels with Alicia. Today, I'm going to talk to you about St. Lucia. But I'm not only going to talk to you about the island. I'm going to talk to you about the three-generational trip I went on with all of my family to St. Lucia. We'll do two episodes. In the first one, I'll tell you about the island and about the planning of this large trip for my family. And in the next episode, we'll talk about a lot of the day trips and activities that we were able to do on the island. So let's get started. My family, we had 21 of us, and we went on a fantastic week-long trip together. It was three generations, and, you know, just like everybody else, our family had trips canceled time and time again for the, during the pandemic. And we really wanted to try to get us all together and, and get a trip in here. Normally, people with large groups either go to all-inclusives or a cruise. And our family had done both and positives and negatives on both of those, but we wanted to try something different. So we ended up renting two villas in St. Lucia. This was just out of a fluke of my brother-in-law saying he had heard it was a gorgeous island. So I'll tell you a little bit about my family and the trip as I tell you about the island and our day trips in the next episode. But here we went and we rented two very large villas that were more than ample for the family. So what is St. Lucia like? Let me tell you, it is, first of all, it is gorgeous. It is tropical. Um, It is an island in the Eastern Caribbean It's below the Dominican Republic in Puerto Rico and above Venezuela. It's about 27 miles long, 14 miles wide. So it seems like a pretty easy island to get around. Actually, it wasn't. Um, The roads weren't too good, So, and and I'll have a lot more on that later. But it it was a little difficult for us to get around. So in the bottom, in the south, is where the airport is. And then in the north is where a lot of the all inclusives are. St. Lucia is actually known as a honeymoon destination, and they have lots of all-inclusives and honeymoon-type places up in the north, in the, and it's Rodney Bay is up there, and that's where a lot of those are. But when you're looking for home rentals, a lot of them are actually in the middle of the island over to the west, and it's Margot Bay is where we found most of the gorgeous villas, and that's where we rented. But the interesting thing about this island is it's very mountainous, not in the north where the all-inclusives are, but in the middle where we stayed in the villas. It gives you fantastic views, and, and it's very, very tropical. But that's where it became difficult to move around. The rainy season is from June to December. And our family that was there in July. So we were there in the rainy season. We had a few rain showers, but nothing that lasted more than like an hour at the most. And it would blow through. So I wouldn't have that stop you. And I think because it's a honeymoon destination, I think a lot of people are there in the summer. And it's not really a problem. St. Lucia is under British rule. You drive on the left, which as Americans would think is the wrong side of the road. Our family plan was to go and get rental cars so that we could go and do things, you know, pair up in different groups. And we were very worried about driving on the left side of the road. That ended up being the very easy part. Somehow, you know, once you get the knack of it, and honestly, it was less than an hour, everyone's following each other. And if you're following cars on the road, it really wasn't that difficult. So, but what was surprising to us was how mountainous and we felt in some places dangerous the roads were. 
We got very lucky because one of the villas that we rented did provide a taxi service. And so that R5 rental cars was able to follow the taxi to the villas. The taxi made sure we got to both of them. The villas were less than a mile or a mile and a half apart. So they were pretty darn close. Not even that. I want to say a kilometer apart, not a mile. So, um, and we had thought we could walk between these villas and go back and forth. That was another challenging thing about villa rental in St. Lucia. If you were in this area, because it's so mountainous, it really was not walkable. I think we did have some of the younger um, people in the group walk back and forth a few times, but it was pretty difficult to even walk between our villas on the roads. They take the Eastern Caribbean dollar, which is $1 will give you 2.7 Eastern Caribbean dollars. They'll also take dollars and just convert it for you. It may not be the best rate, but it's easy to do if you can't get money converted ahead of time. And just as a aside, I think I'm going to mention, I am actually traveling tomorrow, and I went to the bank. You, It takes longer today to get money converted than it did even a couple months ago. There is a huge volume of people traveling right now, and so if you're planning a trip, please make sure that you leave a good week in advance to get any money converted that you need to. You usually can get better rates with your bank than just trying to do it in the airport. Back to St. Lucia, (laughs) the language is English. So that was another factor that made it very easy for our family to go there. 85% of the population is of African descent. 11 is mixed. Two is of Eastern Indian culture and two is other. Most people live in the North and that's 90% of the population. And that's where all the all-inclusives are. You know, I've told you in the middle is Rodney Bay. If you look to the south on the west side, that is where the pitons are. And so that's the most iconic thing of St. Lucia are the very large mountains. There's a large one and a small one. You would think you could hike the small ones, but it's actually the large one that people go there to hike. The small one is extremely steep, and it's only advisable for very experienced hikers. On the food, they have really amazing and delicious food. The primary thing, they make a lot of stews, and they use fresh fish because it's very abundant on the island. One of the things they're known for is callaloo soup. And they use a leaf, the callaloo leaf, which is kind of like spinach or kale. And then they kind of thicken it with a taro root and they put different stewed meats with it. So that's something to definitely try. Another famous dish is their green figs and salt fish. We actually got to try this dish. So one of the benefits of renting villas with your family is that, you know, usually they have the ability to bring a chef in. And so our family had an amazing, we actually had two catered dinners. One was a big celebration dinner where they cooked probably 10 different dishes. And then the second time was a little bit more casual. But I highly recommend doing that if you rent a villa, especially if you're with a large group. Going out to dinners is just not really easy. So um, planning things like this is special. And the women that came to cook They did prepare the green fig and salt dish one night. And I honestly, I was so surprised because I thought it would be really salty. And um, I had tried it and didn't even realize I tried it. So the other thing I wanted to mention is that um, villas have a lot of services. I mentioned renting a chef. You can also rent drivers and 
this was extremely important to us. We ended up parking our five rental cars for at least 80% of the trip. And we did use drivers out on many of our day trips. The driving got much easier when you got up north. So the people that went to Pigeon Island and went up that way noted a huge difference in where we were, which was in the mountains. We even used a driver to go between the two villas late at night. So when I talk about the roads being bad, people think, oh, you're probably complaining. But I have driven in many, many countries where it's very steep and and I have thought dangerous, but it was nothing like this. My brother got a flat tire pretty much the first or second night we woke up. His tire was totally flat. And we were trying very careful to avoid them, but they're very deep potholes. Like sometimes if you get in one, you might not be able to get out or you will really mess up your car. So that also made us nervous about all these rental cars. Also on the sides of the roads, sometimes they're crumbling. So you, you know, you have to be very careful and drive towards the middle of the road, but you're on a steep mountain cliff and you can't see people coming or going. A lot of people say, oh, it's probably fine. It would still be dangerous even if you're used to it, but we felt that the people that were driving us, we felt more comfortable with them than ourselves driving. So where we were in Margo Bay, it really was about 20 minutes to get to a grocery store. The prices seemed about the same. They had um, a moderate selection of things. Um, and one thing, an interesting thing to I'll tell you about, though, my brother-in-law and sister went grocery shopping, and their driver gave them his card. And, you know, just like we have grocery reward cards, I don't know if it was that type of card, but basically the groceries were much less expensive when they used that card. And also he mentioned that with them using the card, they spent so much just because we're just a large family, that he probably was going to be able to get a, you know, eat on that for a week. So they must give them credits as well. Just something interesting to know. If you're doing that, um, you know, ask. And and if you can do that for a local, I'm sure they'll appreciate it, whether it's your house manager or your driver. Both of these houses had house managers that would call ahead or make uh, arrangements at restaurants for us or call ahead to beach clubs. And these are things that we found you absolutely need. You know, when you're not in a hotel, when you're in a house, it's very important. They come every day if we needed more. You know, one of the houses didn't have air conditioning. So that was kind of one of the, when we say there was ups and downs, there was a few people who were not happy about that. So that could that was definitely a, a struggle. But we did get extra fans brought. These houses just had gorgeous views. I mean, I can't knock either house. Even the house that did not have air conditioning, was basically like three small houses around a pool. And it was beautiful with beautiful views and everything like that. If you look on Airbnb, you can see the reviews of all the large villas. 99% of them get amazing reviews. And it's more than just the view. It's the service that you get from the locals there. You can drink the water. It's chlorinated. We chose to drink bottled water probably 99% of the time, but at least that's something you can feel safe on. And let me just touch on some of the drinks. I mean, I don't even know if I have to tell you about rum punch because everyone is familiar with Caribbean rum punch, and St. Lucia has their own, and it was wonderful. I'll quickly tell you about our first dinner there. We, When we landed, I had prearranged at a restaurant called Roots, And that happens to be in Margo Bay, close to where our two villas were. And this restaurant has been, you know, featured on Netflix, Restaurants on the Edge. It's owned by a local and and his wife, who's from the UK. 
Their three daughters were just lovely, and we arranged dinner for 21 people, and it was fantastic. The communication before we went was wonderful. They kept the price to $20 a person. We loved it so much. We ate every last drop of everything they prepared. We even bought a whole bunch of rum punch to take back to the villa at night because we had not gone to the grocery store. So if you're in Margo Bay, I highly recommend Roots. The other thing I want to mention is the beer. Everyone really enjoyed the Piton beer. It's basically light and crisp and has won so many awards. Um, So it's something you should try if you're there. The other thing just to note, they're not big coffee or tea drinkers in St. Lucia. And you would think, you know, coffee, um, it's just not something they do. And because we had asked, are there coffee shops and cafes? And they said, no, it's just not common on their island. I mean, of course, if you're in a hotel, you're going to have everything, coffee at your fingertips. But even tea, thinking that it was under British rule, I think guess tea is expensive. And so that's, these are things that they don't normally drink. And so, you know, of course we could find it in the grocery store, but there wasn't places to go and sit and have coffee and, you know, a quick breakfast anywhere. Just in summary, I can't wait to tell you about all the day trips we did. It felt like Jurassic Park, at least in the middle of the island in Margo Bay where we were staying. So I hope you've enjoyed this insight to our family trip. And I can't wait to tell you about all the exciting things we did. Thanks for joining me.